0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WrestleNomics Radio. I'm Brandon Thurston, broadcasting live and on demand from Buffalo, New York, where today is Sunday. February 27th, 2021, today on the program, I am joined, as always, by our co-host, correspondent, ring announcer, who I will now reveal, there he is, Chris Cullo. Hello.
1: Hello, yeah, it's uh, happy to be here, and we have a great edition of WrestleNomics Radio for you. We're actually going to discuss the upcoming interview that Vince McMahon will have on the Pat McAfee Show. Uh, There's been a lot of buzz around what that can entail, and we're going to discuss it here. We're also going to discuss uh, WrestleMania ticket outlook, how many are sold, and maybe where do we think that attendance number is going to end up at. We're going to discuss the recent uh, proposed merger between Triller and Sea Charger. What does that mean for wrestling? What means Fight TV? And we got some Fight TV data uh, as far as revenue and cost for last year. All that and so much more on this Sunday Morning Edition of Rustonomics radio.
0: I'm joined by uh by a fellow Spectrum customer, Chris Gull. Are you, no, are you not you're a spectrum not, customer? No, you're not a spectrum customer.
1: So as I was telling you real quickly on the air, here is my drama, and <laughs> I'll just air it out for the for, for all our <laughs> listeners. So I noticed yesterday morning there was a cable from my house going very low, leaning very low to uh the ground to my neighbor's driveway, uh probably because of the wind and the snow we've had in Buffalo. And I called the electrical company because that's what I thought it was. And they came in 20 minutes and they're like, oh, no, that's not us. That's a Spectrum cable line. I'm like, oh, OK. So I called Spectrum at 1230 yesterday. They said, listen, it's an all day appointment, but somebody will be in your
0: house before nine o'clock. Nobody showed up. That's right. That's spe- <laughs> Spectrum. We'll be there sometime during the day tomorrow. <laughs> could be nine. So I- <laughs> could
1: be Two. I told them this morning that, can you please come before 11 o'clock? And when do you think they're here? They're here right now, but I oh, have bring, my wife bring them, bring and them and are,
0: my phone. Are they interested in being interviewed? This is a media podcast.
1: <laughs> they don't need to come inside my house. That's the thing. They can stay outside. Well, the, the telecom Cut portion the wire. Of,
0: uh, of Wrestleomics.
1: I had a representative tell me that because I'm not an active customer, I'm a low priority. Well, I'm like, well, this is a safety hazard. So. <laughs>
0: okay i
1: buried spectrum already here we go this is gonna be a
0: great day <laughs> all right i hope we're balanced well here let me know in the chat if we're not um so what do you want to talk about today what's new in the world of professional wrestling did, well, you, did you did you do any shows lately in the last uh no i've been the off weekend? the
1: last two weekends uh you know we'll do it in our plugs but i do have shows coming up soon in march and Wrestlemania week is getting exciting so we'll talk that a little bit later but uh uh yeah nothing this past weekend so really uh just kind of excited this is the highlight of my weekend Brandon and I'm actually excited about this opening topic if we want to get right into it uh this coming Thursday at noon live streaming mm-hmm. Vince McMahon will be on the Pat McAfee show and not only is that a big thing and we to talk about but uh this was uh of course from our Partners at Post Wrestling, another major name is expected to take part in WrestleMania 38, which will surprise some. Post Wrestling can confirm that Vince McMahon is expected to launch a program with Pat McAfee, which will include WrestleMania 38. Multiple sources informed us that McAfee was set for something on the show involving McMahon. When speaking with the source with knowledge of the situation and whether Ruby build is an official match on the WrestleMania card, we were told most likely. McMahon will be appearing on the Pat McAfee show this Thursday at noon Eastern and will presumably
0: begin the story. Yes. I I got very excited. I got very excited when I heard about this. Uh, When's the last time Vince McMahon has sat down for an interview? I mean, we can think of interviews further in the past, such as his uh, multiple interviews with Bob Costas, where he became quite hostile with Bob Costas in one of them uh but vince i don't think he's done an interview of any length i know he's given quotes to some media here and there uh, variety i think there's there's a local media outlet that was doing a wrestlemania or something that he gave you know printed quotes to um but he hasn't done an uh an interview of any length that i can think of Bro-
1: Broken Skull Sessions is the last thing I could think of, and that's what he said. Cesaro didn't have the charisma.
0: That's before. That's before there was Broken Skull Sessions. That was just the Stone Cold podcast. The Stone Cold podcast. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, ha- it had one name on the network. It had you know he was using a different name. I forget the Steve Austin show. Anyway, um, December 2014 is when that was. not, I think that's one of the most compelling things that WWE has put out. You know, in the last ten years, is that interview. I'm I'm not joking (laughs) that interview with, (laughs) with, with Austin and, and Vince where, you know, Austin has the credibility to, to ask him certain questions and kind of press him on some things. Whereas, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to bully Steve Austin the way that he he kind of bullied uh, Bob Costas. Uh, But yeah, I think, I think that was also a a PR disaster and and a talent morale disaster, just letting Vince talk for an hour and, 10 minutes or however long it was. Um, but maybe this is, is this going to be a, an actual full length interview now, John Pollock reporting that there's going to be some sort of match involving Vince and Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. Uh, this is sounds like it's going to be turned into an angle, um, but I'll be watching closely at noon on Thursday. Um, there's there's I'm also am the,
1: Oh, go ahead. Sorry. There's
0: also a, a big Russell and omics that we may be having on Tuesday. I think W might've gotten wind of that and had, had to one up us. Um, but uh, yeah, I go ahead and say what you're going to say.
1: No, I was just going to say, I mean, I find this, you know, super interesting because, you know, Pat, Pat McAfee, of course, you know, he's involved with WWE as a SmackDown color commentator, but he's a very, very huge uh, podcaster. Uh, you know, this show is a big deal. Um, and this is, multimedia, especially in the sports market. Aaron Rodgers goes on there regularly and and he's been giving kind of a glimpse of his future on there, like and and whatnot. So this is good. this is a this is definitely a a big deal. So like this is going to get the coverage I think that they would want if they're hyping up WrestleMania. I think if Vince was just coming out and talking about the business, maybe this wouldn't been the show. But because they're trying to hype up WrestleMania, this that's what this this feels to me.
0: Yeah. I, I think the reason, I mean, Pat McAfee being the a commentator on SmackDown and maybe getting more leeway in some ways than than other commentators get, I think, is partly because of Matt, Pat McAfee's mainstream success. Right? He's, uh, as you mentioned, he 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 did he's done a number of Aaron Rodgers interviews, right? But most memorably, yeah. the the Aaron Rodgers interview where he discussed his his vaccine status and things like that. um but you know, I, I think back, you know, Pat McAfee's been doing stuff with WWE for quite a while. And um, didn't he get heat with Vince in that story that he got heat with with Vince because he was wearing shorts or something like that? Yes. It was, it was, it was around the time that, like, Le- LeBron James was, like, uh, dressing in, like, a suit but shorts. And that was, like, a, I don't know, a fashion statement for a minute. And Pat McAfee was sort of uh, copying that. And he got heat. This was this was years ago. I feel like this was, like, 2015. Sh- shorts
1: at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that was the big deal. And
0: uh and he was probably I don't know Pat McAfee's career. People listening probably know know it better, but I think he was doing some some broadcasting things already at that point, but he wasn't the big deal that he is now. And um I think you know he gets some leeway because by God, he 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 does things beyond the wrestling business. You know, it's it's like uh it's like a celebrity. Um there'll be no shortage of celebrities. Apparently Michael like Cole yelled at him. Mm.
1: Well, and it was the new York City, WrestleMania. So 2019. Not not far removed.
0: Really? Okay. Okay. Um, but I hope I hope we get a, a good full-length interview with with Vince. Um I'm I'm working on a bingo card. Ted Turner, things of that nature. And then from there, that notwithstanding, extraordinary nonetheless. superstar, nonetheless. In any event, <laughs> uh be that as it may. <clears throat> entertainment <laughs> sports sports entertainment wrestling um yeah i everybody wants i don't know does everybody i want to hear him talk about AEW. um and any 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 mention or reference of gore and blood and guts yeah ted turner's AEW. <laughs> we'll see uh yeah he's he's not as a ceo i guess he's not somebody who talks a lot i've i've been i've i've uh Looked at how little he talks on the earnings calls. Uh, very little relative to other CEOs, but we will see. Is Vince McMahon going to – is now 76. It's going to take bumps at WrestleMania. I'm not sure. Maybe Austin Theory will be involved in this match. That's just, that's just speculation, but uh, yeah. We'll
1: see what yeah, happens. I see this as a battle of the billionaires type thing where he's going to manage somebody and McAfee's probably going to manage somebody. And then I mean, Max, can bump, he, we know that he, he can, wrestle. he can, he can. Yes. But he's also would be as a good mouthpiece for somebody else. If they're trying to elevate somebody. Mm-hmm. So, uh but that's just me talking logical booking. What am I doing here? <laughs> so, but um, you just know how this is going to be. It'll be some deal. And then always have to lose. Yep. And Vince will, uh, vince will have something embarrassing happen to him and 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 there we go yeah okay i mean i'm i'm interested but this also and we'll kind of talk about a little bit this makes you wonder about tickets they're kind of like just playing every card they possibly could have yeah so let's
0: let's jump to tickets now i know i have the, the sponsor thing next but we'll go to that after this so maybe part of this um is that it should help i don't know i don't know if vince having a match is, is that big of a deal um but austin having a match which is being speculated on uh austin versus kevin owens seems like something that's going to happen um i had uh, one mainstream outlet re- out, reach out to me to ask me uh, earlier this week about the effect that austin might have on on the event um and we we do know because of WrestleTix that uh this, the 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 two-day WrestleMania event is about two-thirds of the way sold sold out. Um, so there's about one-third left to sell. Um, WrestleTix has the count at 52,659 for night one, 53,260 for night two. That's a total of more than 105,000 tickets out. Um, as we know, WrestleMania at um, AT&T Stadium that can that can hold one hundred thousand people, right? That that stadium holds one hundred thousand people, correct?
1: Well, I mean, technically, it
0: can, but where did that many attend? So they they announced in twenty sixteen when they did um, WrestleMania thirty two in Dallas in uh, in the uh, the telecom company stadium. Uh, it does hold one hundred thousand apparently for for football. Uh, their stage is going to kill a good 20,000 seats or something, who knows? And they put uh, tickets on the floor as well. But um, Arlington police department told me that the turnstile count, which I believe is c- comparable to tickets distributed or is tickets distributed. Arlington police told me 80,709 in 2016. So just under 81,000. If you multiply that by two, you get 161,418, so 161,000 tickets. They have it's their total inventory of tickets, roughly. Something in, the, in that realm. I would imagine that the, the production kills will be similar, right? Because this, it'll be another massive WrestleMania stage, right? So they have uh, about 106,000 out now out of 161,000. That's about 66% out, so they have about 33% still left to distribute. So maybe Austin helps. I think I think Austin um probably will help, obviously that that match is not official yet. I know they made some announcements earlier this week about what night the the Rousey and Charlotte match would be on and what night the the Reigns and Lesnar match would be on. Um so and, and these are these counts from WrestleTix I believe are from Earlier this month, but probably about a week or so old. But uh, I'm sure Ticks will be updating it as we get closer to WrestleMania. Um, will WrestleMania sell out? Even with Austin, even with Vince versus Pac McAfee and Austin Theory doing, doing bumps for him or something?
1: <sighs> I had this as a conversation with a buddy of mine um, the, uh, earlier this week about the fan experience of WrestleMania. And it seems very rushed this year. Um, I haven't heard any official announcement for a fan access. Uh, takeover is going to be Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. So if you want to do, well, not takeover, what they're going to call it. Uh, so if you want to do both, you're basically going to have to hit the American Airlines arena, do that show, and then pretty much get ready to go to WrestleMania. Because um, things in Dallas aren't easy to get to, as I'm finding out, like planning travel. Are you going to go um, to any of
0: these shows? Are you gonna go to
1: I may WWE go Sunday Nights. night to Mania. Saturday I cannot uh Saturday night I will be working a show uh in Fort Worth uh You're running
0: competition I'm, against WWE that night
1: yeah I am I see. yes uh but set, set Sunday maybe but it's all kind of see how it goes that is my Sunday's my base I'm calling it my vacation day that's the day I think so I'll see what I want to do with my day there but uh but yeah the there and the Hall of Fame is right after Smackdown
0: Right. It is part of the SmackDown ticket.
1: Yes. Everything is so rushed this year, and I don't think it's very fan friendly From being someone that attended the New Orleans, a lot of the New Orleans WrestleMania events, and then, you know, was in town for the New York Mania and and knew what was going on. Um, I mean, I got to tell you, I'm sure WrestleCon is very happy about. Access not seem to be a thing because I remember being at WrestleCon in 2019 and multiple people being pulled off the day of WrestleCon or while WrestleCon was going on because WWE needed them for access.
0: Um, I, th- I think WrestleMania, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they move the ticket map and how, how much of a capacity they can distribute. But I think their capacity is about 80,000 on each day if they want to put all that stuff on sale. Um, So I would view a sellout as... About eighty thousand each day. Are they going to get there? I would yeah. imagine they're going to come short of that. They're going to they're going to move more than the sixty six percent that they've moved so far. Um, but I would imagine uh, maybe ninety percent, maybe eighty five percent, even with Austin um, on the scale of pro wrestling history, though this is still going to be a huge live gate for two days. You know, I imagine it's going to be a roughly two hundred dollar average ticket, two hundred dollars average ticket price. Is it's been a little bit higher than that, even. Um, maybe the discounts will bring that down. The high high supply of tickets will bring down the price. But let's say two hundred, just on the one hundred six thousand that they have right now, they've probably moved over twenty million dollars in tickets. Um, that's over two days. But the the biggest wrestling gate, pro wrestling gate ever, adjusted for inflation is what Chris Colo. Uh,
1: the biggest adjusted for inflation WrestleMania three.
0: No, oh, not but that's been blown out of the water long ago.
1: Oh and you've asked me this before too, and I got this wrong in WrestleMania Jeopardy. I know I did. Did you?
0: Oh it is WrestleMania 32 in the same venue. I always in in 2016. Seventeen point three million dollars in million in 2016 money. Um, so and and that does. I mean, all all these WrestleManias in this stadium era in these last few years before COVID are like the all of the biggest. Wrestling gates, I yeah. Mean. Um, so this will, I don't know if they're going to get to like 30 million dollars, but maybe we'll see. Um, if, if we just say, I don't know, what's uh, you know, 81,000 times two, and let's say they sell 90% of that um we're at 145 146,000 tickets let's say average ticket price is like 210 or something like that it's been up to like one, 250 but let's say it's, it it gets pushed down I know we had that Valentine's Day discounts that they were offering two for one they they might they might approach a 30 million dollar gate over 2 days um but individually they're they're not going to break that that 2016 record um but that's a lot of money over 2 days and uh those will each be among the, the most lucrative ticket-selling events ever. Um, the Raw and the SmackDown, I, I mean, we've only had uh, WrestleTix doing, doing the great work that they've been doing since, uh, you know, not, not for a full year yet. So we don't have years of, of data to look back on. The Raw after WrestleMania, though, is not sold out right now, uh, which is in Dallas the next day. It's usually a super hot ticket. It's usually, I mean, if, if I recall... That, that event would sell out relatively instantly. Um, you could not get tickets for that. But as of yeah, as of as of uh, whenever WrestleTix counted last, I'm not sure right now, but uh, probably within the last week or two, there's still almost 1900 tickets left as of WrestleTix last count. Um, the SmackDown on the day before the first day of WrestleMania, uh, which is also the Hall of Fame, still has 1400 tickets out. Uh, uh, available, I should say. So, more than 10,000 are sold for both or not sold, but distributed for both days. Uh, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at capacity. Um, 9,000 out for Raw after WrestleMania, 8,600 out for SmackDown/Slash Hall of Fame, but more than a thousand tickets still available for both days, which is, uh, I wouldn't expect that to be the case, at least in, in years prior, where again, I, I, we, we could check on this, but I believe. After WrestleMania, it was an instant sellout that was such a hot ticket, and I think we're just seeing well, maybe, maybe part of it's COVID and people not wanting to travel as much. I don't know, but but still, that was such a hot ticket. I think it does indicate something about the audience for WWE that is left in that where we have this more, more, I don't know, matured uh progression of, of the wrestling audience that has you know kind of some people who have given up on WWE, obviously there's still this very large audience for WWE that remains. Um, but I think we see that manifest in the crowd reactions and that you have a more compliant crowd lately. I think the people who would be more disruptive, the vocal minority, um, the, the, the bifurcation of the audience that in my view, WWE has caused, uh, by alienating a portion of its audience, um, I think those people are gone, and, and maybe that's accounting for the lack of these events selling out when they normally would sell out. I think.
1: I'd like to compare it to really, you're trying to think of large outdoor North American events, right? Like that's what I try to compare it to. And in WrestleMania. Bowl and yeah, WrestleMania and the Super Bowl and the college football championship would probably be the comparison. But if I go on right now and this is through SeatGeek, which is the official partner with WWE on WrestleMania 6, I can get a ticket for $30. When it comes to a college football championship or especially a Super Bowl, the cheapest seats in the house are in the hundreds of dollars. Oh, like, yeah. so, it, it, you know, like, I don't know if they should go back to one night just to kind of increase that value of a ticket. You know, I mean, being, th- I mean, but you're stretching over two nights and you got $30 tickets out there, tons of them, uh, you know, with about a month away from the show.
0: If money is, is your main concern. There's nothing wrong with doing two nights, I think. Um, and I don't have... I mean, if if you're asking me about my taste as a fan, I wish it was one event that was not seven hours long, but that was more like three or four hours long. But, you know, practically speaking, I don't expect that would be to have the the creative discipline to put on a show that, that's that condensed and organized. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, Harold May had it right. It's one, one, one thing we can credit to Harold May uh, doing the two night. Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know if that played into 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 WWE's decision making here as a lesson or if they're noticing that at all. But um they're going to make a lot more money doing it this way because you know they're sort of uh taking the expense of one WrestleMania and by making it two you're not stretching that expense that much further. Um it's a very expensive event to put on, but to do it for one extra day doesn't double the expense. Uh So, uh, but, but you do not quite double the gate, but uh, nearly. So it's, uh, you know, it's like three hour raw. It's just, you know, make as much content as possible. And yeah, we haven't killed off the audience completely yet. There's still a a pretty healthy audience for this. So yeah, everything's going well.
1: Uh, To, to your Harold May uh, thing, I I can make a joke that if they continue to follow that formula, there will be a third night next year, but in the most WWE way, the third night will be in
0: Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, the, the Saudi government pays them so much money. I mean, you have to, you know, put these events on for the business partners. I hope there is a business partner summit. I haven't heard, haven't heard. Um, I do hope there's a business partner summit, uh, that we see on corporate.w.com. Um, W, if you want to draw me down to, to your, to your, uh, your week of events, bring back the W business partner summit and, uh, you know, I mean, you probably don't want me there, but uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I can sneak in. Um, anyway, we have f- sponsors. Yes, yes,
1: we we, we, will, we will go back to sponsors here. Yeah. So uh, this was uh, from the business wire. Stanford Connecticut, Mars Incorporated, Take Two Interactive, uh, and WB today announced a partnership that makes Snickers and WB Two K Twenty Two. Uh, presenting partners of WrestleMania 38 taking place Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd at AT AT&T stadium in Dallas. The partnership will mark the first time in WrestleMania history. that two brands have served as presenting partners for WWE's pop culture extravaganza. As part of the agreement, Snickers and WWE 2K22, the forthcoming latest installment from 2K's popular WWE video game series will stake claim to each evening's WrestleMania main event matches, presenting partners anticipation builds for the biggest matches of the year. Snickers and WWE 2K22 will compete in their own heavyweight matches. The brands will go head to head in a multi-platform campaign on the
0: road to WrestleMania. So we're going to get like a a multi-person tag match with the Snickers side and then the W two in the 2K Sports side. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of integration like that. Just Snickers. We've seen the pizza Hut battle Royal. We've seen uh Ray Mysterio with his Victoria beer tribute gear. We've seen the, the, the big egg promoting the rock Netflix movie. That was a part of survivor series. Uh, I'm sure this is, they're going to do some sort of integration uh, that they'll, that they'll do. And then Stephanie McMahon will talk about in the Q one call in May. Uh, so looking forward to, uh, to that. Um, 2K Sports, by the way, that game comes out in March. Um, 2K Sports is owned by Take Two. I, I I own a few shares in Take Two. Um, I I wonder what's going to happen here. I know we're seeing trailers. Um, you, you do you, do you play the the 2K games?
1: I haven't in a few years. No. Um. I have I have not got a updated video game console since uh, a PS. Three, maybe. I mean, I don't know if I had the PS4. <laughs> okay. And uh, I, uh, I'm i more of a retro gamer.
0: Okay. So. so I get the impression that the success, the reception of this game is pretty important. Um, I don't know when this deal with 2K Sports is up. Um, I know Mike Straw has done some reporting uh, about this. I've noticed on LinkedIn that Stephanie McMahon and the COO of Electronic Arts... Or EA Sports. I think it's just EA. The COO of EA and and uh, Stephanie have been uh, have been interacting in a friendly way on LinkedIn uh, on on at least two occasions. I know that this the EA COO she uh, she shared and uh, you know uh, ex- expressed admiration for the, uh, the the Saudi Arabia poster with uh, Becky Lynch and and Lita that everyone was uh, celebrating. So that that's curious. That maybe maybe there's uh, some flirtation happening there between WB and, and EA, which is a video game company that does Madden, of course. Um, we'll be interesting to see if uh, if WWE sticks with 2K Sports going forward with with all all, all the issues that that game has had and uh, mixed reception over the years. Um,
1: maybe so. we'll do some type of video game business bonus episode. Uh, Mike Straw, me and him are both WBMI alumni, so I've known Mike for years. Oh, so. Good. To get should, something going here, Yeah,
0: we should. Yeah, when there's a, a big news story or something, we should see if he, if he wants to come on. Um, okay, Revolution,
1: yeah, uh, Revolution, uh, tickets. And uh, as of right now, here according to Russell Ticks, there is estimated capacity 8,217 and 8,179 has been distrib- distributed. So, uh, looks like a near sellout for AEW Revolution this Sunday evening, yeah, as of Sunday
0: from today. There are 38 tickets still left. There's, there's, I understand quite a few tickets uh, on the resale market. Um, so Dave Meltzer on uh, earlier this week on wrestling observer radio, uh, and I understand he has, he has written about this in the, in the observer newsletter. Also uh, he said that resell resellers. So secondary ticket market resellers, uh, they spent about $304,000 on 3,800 face value tickets. Which, if you do the math there, that would imply an average ticket ticket purchase of those tickets, and not of the whole venue, but of those tickets. The average ticket purchase price, if there's three hundred four thousand dollars spent by those those resellers over three thousand eight hundred tickets, that's about eighty dollars per ticket. According to Dave, they've um, turned those three hundred four thousand dollars worth into. Eight hundred and forty thousand dollars of resale revenue, um, which would imply an average resale of two hundred and fifty-four dollars. So more than tripling their value, um, according to Dave. I believe this was Monday or Tuesday. There were five hundred resale tickets left, so they'll reach nine hundred thousand, Dave said, and that a roughly you know, five hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars profit, and um, which which would, according to Dave, again. Would come to almost six hundred thousand dollars in profit, not to AEW but to resellers, um, which which is more than perhaps AEW will generate in in revenue off of ticket sales. Um, I don't know about this, uh, so I asked. I asked, how uh, would you
1: yes. track that? Like, I mean, I am, I can imagine a major ticket sellers that you're aware of, but like, I have a friend who's a uh, independent third. Ticket reseller, but how would he know like that? That was his business. That all Dave, this guy's Dave, a reseller. Dave
0: says he has someone in the industry who's, who's giving him information about this, um, in the in the in the ticketing industry. Um, but I I asked about this and I was told that the Ticketmaster back end for Revolution only showed this was earlier this week, so it's maybe slightly different now. But earlier this week, it was only showing seven hundred tickets had been resold for about one hundred and ten thousand dollars, which would mean an average resale of one hundred and fifty seven not 254 but 157 so not quite half a little, little bit more than half that would be a two times markup not a three times markup uh if the a- if the average face value price was the same at $80 um but $80 does sound like a plausible average ticket price um the wrestle ticks uh count as of earlier this week was showing 800 resales 800 pink dots uh remaining and that accounts for Ticketmaster and StubHub. hub uh, if you assume all 800 yet to be sold and all 700 that have already sold would sell at an average ticket sale price resale price of 157 after being bought for 80 following me here <laughs> Then I get, I get to $236,000 in revenue for resellers, which comes out to $116,000 profit, not 536. I get 116 um, needles. Well, that, that would, that would mean. So the number to compare that to is not, uh, not 536, but actually the 600,000 that Dave thinks, Dave thinks more than half a million dollars in profit for resellers, resellers, excuse me. Um, 116 is is what i get based on the information that i've been told um i think uh and and and, and it was it was being brought up by dave in the context of you know are these are they t- pricing tickets appropriately um i think that's another issue that's that's uh that's worth scrutinizing um i think a question that could
1: be pondered is should they run bigger
0: arenas for their big four Perhaps, yeah, and, uh, and, and and maybe price them in, in, in such a way that you know preempts the resale market from from making a lot. but the point that I'm trying to, to make here is that I'm, I'm not sure that that the resellers are making as much money um, as Dave thinks if, what, if the information I'm being told is is correct. Um, so it looks like resell- resellers will make more than a hundred thousand dollars in profit. But probably not six hundred thousand dollars. So maybe maybe AW could uh price things a little bit higher. Uh maybe they could run bigger venues for these these pay per views. I think they could. Um yeah. So there's that. Uh sure. What
1: any else? other ticket stuff we want to go over before we move on to YouTube? I, I,
0: I do have this this table to look at. Yeah. Um February is almost over. It's not quite over yet. Uh, Raw and SmackDown are averaging better than Dynamite. is Is the big takeaway here? After that was not so much the case in January, where Dynamite actually averaged a little bit higher than WB for tickets distributed. Um, house shows in February were up from January for WB, up to four thousand six hundred from three thousand five hundred in January. SmackDown continues to be the most uh, the the highest. The event, the event type with the highest average tickets distributed, 6500 um, Which, what what accounts for that? Or is it just Roman Reigns as a draw, the needle mover? Maybe it's Friday night's a better night to to sell tickets on. Uh, a, a worse TV night, but a better ticket selling night, maybe, maybe that's a factor. Um, well, it's a going out night, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, we are in this point going towards WrestleMania where we're seeing some numbers for WWE strengthen, right? We saw Raw do a pretty good rating on Monday. I think maybe that's, I think that is partly due to Cody, but not completely. Um, it would be a, a decent rating probably without that, is Cody going to show up factor. Um, and we're usually we do see January, February, March are the strongest months for domestic uh, ticket sales for WWE traditionally. Um, and we're seeing a sort of a leveling off of, is dynamic going to start to exceed uh, raw, at least in this sort of short term trend. So we continue to watch that going forward.
1: All right. Yeah, we are gonna move on to some YouTube uh data that we got as uh Brandon, you've been due diligently getting this YouTube data, which I think like paints a pretty good picture of secondary viewing in my opinion, as far as what people are viewing after the the original streams or airings
0: on Terrestrial T V. No. So I'm, I'm going to use this table to, con- to confirm my own bias here that what, what are the what I was, I was making a point a couple weeks ago about how I think YouTube videos tell you something about popularity and they tell you something about popularity in probably a more clean way than quarter hours do. And I want to show this table here. What we've got here in front of us for people listening on audio is the top 10 YouTube clips of weekly shows. So of Raw Smackdown, Dynamite, Rampage, NXT, uh, the top 10 consists this is this is sort of by what they did over the first 24 hours only um i've also got the number that they have as of this morning off to the right um but just to level the playing field let's just take the first 24 hours of this video's existence how many views did it collect over that 24-hour period what we've got here in the top 10 are only clips for raw smackdown and dynamite which aligns with the with the the ratings right those are the top three shows in US TV viewership. YouTube is global. I'm not saying compare the numbers, the views to the viewership. Those are, that's not, that's not an apples to apples comparison as people like to shout at me about various things. Um, But views are definitely not the same thing as viewership. Views usually represent, I think in the case of, of YouTube, it represents maybe like a 30 second viewing experience. Whereas viewership is the minute by minute average. Over an entire period. So it's a very different kind of measurement. Not to mention that YouTube is a global measurement. The ratings that we are almost always talking about is a US only measurement. Unless we're talking about Canadian viewership or UK viewership for some reason. Which is in our case very rare. Um, So anyway, the top video uh, in the first 24 hours. Which has actually been surpassed by the number two video as of this morning. uh, But both of these videos involving Brock Lesnar. And don't you know that the number one video over, at over 24 hours collecting 1.6 million views over those 24 hours is Brock Lesnar decimates Brock Lesnar doing destruction of, of, of various things is always a big hit on YouTube. It seems that the full title is Brock Lesnar decimates Roman Reigns security ambush. This is from SmackDown. The number two clip is Paul Heyman announces a WrestleMania roadblock for Brock Lesnar. Um, so that's, the number one SmackDown video. That's the number one Raw video. Uh, we don't have SmackDown quarters to compare this to, but we do have Raw and Dynamite quarters. The number one Dynamite clip is what brought MJF to tears. So it's the MJF live promo that that uh, people are loving this week. Um, and that reflects... So the number two... We should mention this too. The number two Raw clip of the week is the Edge live promo. If we look to, to Raw quarter hours... Um, the most watched quarter on Raw this week was the Brock Lesnar live promo. It's hard to say you know the the q1 for Raw might often be. I don't have enough quarter hours for raw to tell you this for sure, but the first quarter could be the most viewed regard you know normally. Uh, but this was by far the most viewed quarter of the entire show with 2.1 million viewers on average across the 15 minutes. Um, and it was the most viewed. In in the demo as well, by by a fair margin. So that adds up. That's at least consistent that we have the the biggest YouTube clip for Raw is also the most watched quarter for Raw. Uh, We don't have SmackDown quarters to look at, but we do have, let's look at Dynamite, the most viewed YouTube clip from Dynamite. is the MJF Live promo. The quarter that had the most growth across various demos was the quarter. That involved the MGF live promo. Um, every quarter for Dynamite lost viewers in total. <laughs> this is the quarter that lost viewers the least. I know we've got a number of 1% here, but this must be like the lowest negative one when you round it to the nearest uh, full percent. Um, it grew the demos by 7%, which is considerably more than any other quarter grew the demo. And it grew in a number of various breakdowns of the demo uh, including M 18 to 49 and F 18 to 49 and P 18 to 34. Uh, so the most sequential growth for any quarter on dynamite this week was the MJF promo. It was also the most viewed YouTube clip. Um, so this confirms, I don't know, this supports, I guess my, my, my notion that I guess this is slightly different. It's a slightly different point actually from what I've said in the past, right? Uh, not inconsistent, but, but, but different. Um, my point in the past has been, I think YouTube clips are a cleaner measurement of what segments were successful and well, well drew interest, drew interest, attracted interest because they don't include, uh, advertisements. Yes, they are ad supported media, but they don't include advertisements, uh, at, at various arbitrary points in the program. They don't share, uh, clips of YouTube clips from YouTube do not share, uh, Various things. So, like in in this quarter, we've got the MGF live promo, we've got an ad break, we've got a 2.0 Daniel Garcia promo, we've got the tag match entrances for the match that would follow in the in the following um, quarter. So we don't have this this mixed bag of all the all these different things in this bag. The YouTube clip is just that segment. Um, it's not. There's not the problem of well, where on the show was it? If it was in Q1, it's going to be the most viewed. Uh, it, it definitely in the case of Dynamite, it's going to be the most viewed uh, quarter. U- usually, at least in total viewership, the demo is a little bit more varied, but the first quarter is probably going to be the most viewed quarter because of the big Big bang theory lead-in. Um, what's happening here is that the YouTube views and at least my reading of the quarter hours, they add up. They're consistent. We can see strength in a clip on YouTube consistent with strength in the quarter hour trends. Uh, that brings me to edge. I, sh- I should have done all the raw ones at once. The number two clip on raw. So the number one clip was the, was the most watched quarter. The number two clip from YouTube of raw is edge in his chair doing another intense promo. Um, that was, of size, the Miz segment and the Miz segment, uh, is the number three clip from Raw. The Miz segment did grow the audience by five percent in total and three percent in the demo. Uh, as the show goes on later and later, especially in the third hour, the, the audience really uh, starts to show some attrition, as you is usually the case. But in the case of the quarter, quarter 11, that included the edge promo, we did see some growth there by two percent in total and one percent in the demo. might not sound like a lot, but when you're talking about the third hour where the audience is mostly tuning out in some quarters, they're losing 8% of the audience in the final quarter, losing 7% of the audience, losing 13% of the demo in that final quarter. But the edge promo not only maintained the audience, but grew it by a little bit. And I think that's consistent with, with the YouTube performance in this case, I will, I will continue to belabor this point in the weeks to come. Um,
1: um before we move on the fight stuff i do have some a WWE thing i want to bring up here for the for the show Mm -hmm. uh and i want to bring up the because it ties in with the youtube segment of the brock Lesnar's opponent being named for madison square garden it's kind of a strange thing to put on a television show as that madison square garden show as right now is not a peacock special it's just Mm -hmm. a house show but Mm -hmm. i know russell tick's they did report on Monday. This is the last of February twenty first that there were still four thousand two hundred sixty five tickets available for that Madison Square Garden show, which is about forty five percent remaining of what they put up for capacity. Um, it's very interesting that they're using their television platform to sell a house show ticket. Yes, it's a garden, but yeah. very, very interesting.
0: Well, they've they've not done that that great in the in the New York market, you know. The the New York office uh, has had some challenges selling tickets, um, and the, this is a if, if for one thing it's it's a point of pride for WB. This is their 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 home venue. You know, this is a Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but it's what does happening.
1: that do for the television viewer in Iowa? Why do they care who Brock Foster wrestles on Saturday in a house show that they
0: can't watch? I don't know. But at the same time, I've I've been saying you know what, house shows are so irrelevant they should be doing something to promote them. Um, but I mean, I guess so. You, you can go back through. I mean, look, watch some old territory wrestling. And you're seeing, you know, promotions for matches that you would never see on television. The only way to see them was in person. Um,
1: oh, does that make I right or wrong? I don't know. This is a company that proposed themselves as a global media company, though. Everything is available for consumption, right? So like you would think, and I, and I believe this is my theory that if they weren't with, Peacock and the W network that this would be a network special as we've seen years before, where they've had like the Japan thing and a few other. I'm not shows. sure.
0: Cause the Madison square garden. I understand it's very expensive to do production out of. And that's why they've only rarely the Smackdown that they did in MSG earlier uh, in the summer was the first televised Madison square garden event by WB in a number of years. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it, in the case of MSG, if it was some other arena, maybe. Um, but mm-hmm. just I know the, the, the costs of running at MSG are so high. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe there'll be an angle, maybe there's some 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 creative storyline reason about why they want to they're putting emphasis on this, but clearly this is this is a show that needs some help. And uh maybe they've mm-hmm. they they do not they feel that they don't want to be embarrassed about uh the the, the the ticket sales or lack thereof for this event, especially in their in their strongest season, this you know, winter season in the run to WrestleMania. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but I think it, you know, I just, I just pointed out, you know, ticket sales are doing better. Um, but ticket sales are still, you know, for house shows, they're well under 5,000. Um, they're competitive in some types of comparisons with dynamite, the, the raw, and some of the Smackdown tapings are, um, and I think it's, this is a, people don't want to pay for this product. 2 million people will watch it on television for free, you know, millions of people will around the world will engage in social media, online, YouTube, but not as many people. There are people who want to engage in it, but don't want to pay for it because the product isn't that good. Um, they're engaged in some of the the stories. And when I say stories, I don't mean storylines. I mean, I mean, I mean the stories about what's going to happen with certain people and what's happening in WWE, but it's not so good that they want to pay for it. At least, you know, some people are paying for it, but some people are engaging and don't want to pay for it. Um, and I think that's what's happening. Why is that happening? It's because of the quality of the product. Because you've turned off your, you've alienated your core audience. That's my new talking point. I've realized that's that's the way to put it. They've alienated their core audience, and and I see, I see AEW as less of a of an alternative as it is capturing an alienated core audience, uh, which is I think a way to look at it. I think it's 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 too nice to say, and it's and it's not accurate enough to say that, oh, it's just an alternative. I mean, like, an, an alternative doesn't come this close in the demo and doesn't come this close in attendance. Uh, volume for W is way higher, of course, but W has, you know, spent at least the last, it, it, it progressively, with progressive intensity over the years, in the last 10 years or so, 20 years, you could say, has... Uh, alienated its core audience and been hostile hostile to its core audience uh i'm sure they wouldn't describe it that way but that's that's what's happening in my view anyway Yeah,
1: so uh, we'll move on uh, to uh, some Fight uh, information that we learned. And uh, because Triller, uh, who recently acquired Fight uh, and SeaChange, have filed a S-4 on Tuesday related to their proposed merger, which disclosed some information about Fight TV, which Triller acquired in 2021. On July 30th, 2021, Triller acquired Fight TV, a content and technology company, consideration of cash, i uh, consisted of cash consideration of approximately 27.7 million, equity consideration of approximately 16.8 million, and warrants with a total fair value of approximately 6.9 million. Uh, January 1st, and July 20th, 2021, fight generated 21.9 million in revenue, but wasn't profitable with a net loss of 7.8 million. The, uh, filing notes, uh, offer 15 thousand plus hours of videos on demand and streams 1000 plus live events per year to more than 5 million registered users worldwide
0: for fight what does this have to do with wrestling
1: well because fight is a streamer of many wrestling but including uh aw international events and gcw which is probably their their biggest i would imagine customer i guess if you could say than that perspective after AEW.
0: i think those trillers in, in the wrestling world okay yeah, um, yeah, in so, the wrestling world, sorry. So, I think that this this interested you especially.
1: Well, it, it, this it, yes, and and, and I, I put this up on the WrestleNomics uh, Instagram when you posted this on your Twitter because for a company that is streaming so many wrestling events, and it, I was shocked
0: for the loss. Yes, I was 20, shocked that that was not that much of a loss. Can round it. So this is from January 2021. So January last year to July, almost the full month of July. This must be like coinciding with when the acquisition took place, I guess. So this is not a full year even. This is about seven months. Flight generated $22 million in revenue. Um, Not profitable though. They lost $7.8 million. So $22 million. I, I, I would imagine, right? Like the... I, do they have a revenue stream other than pay-per-view sales and some subscription sales? Right, I think it's that that's all it is that I know of. Um, I don't, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not an expert in in what fight does, but it's a pay-per-view distributor, and they do AW Plus, which is probably big for them, and they do a number of other combat events, like the, uh, you know, they do. I think they do some MMA, and clearly they do boxing, and they've done things with Triller that were a big deal. They've done the Logan, not Logan, Jake Paul fights. Um, yeah. Have you have you seen the clips of like the slap, the slap fight things? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I I have seen the slap fight,
1: slap fight Sorry. stuff. Like I think Ric Flair was the referee of the one slap fight. Really? Yeah, yeah that, Describe had. what this is. To,
0: describe what this competition is to people who don't know. The,
1: this is literally two competitors, and it's almost like they're separated kind of a lot like arm wrestling, but basically yes. it's it's slapping one slap
0: and then he slap back, and it's you know i haven't what is, watched what is the the object. Flight. how do you win i've just win? seen clips how do you win what is the what what are you trying to accomplish here and to i would a
1: imagine when, when a competitor can't continue but like i also have never watched a full slap i've just literally seen clips of it and seen okay. it well, let's but not think I've more actually...
0: about it. but the, yeah the, the trailer that i came across on linkedin was just what is this anyway it's, um there's <laughs> entertainment
1: listen uh, so, dinosaur mma is the thing that came out recently that i really want to announce because <laughs> I, I think we're just we're in that period of creative forms what of is, combat what is
0: dinosaur, um, MMA?
1: dinosaur mma uh and it was recently like a big arena show in arizona a few months back and it's these m these people in dinosaur costumes like giant dinosaur costumes and they're literally fighting each other like in tyrannosaurus rex and triceratops costumes and and, and this is a legitimate contest <laughs> i i guess but it the way it was presented is it, this looks is a like shoot, it was a shoot brother i'm
0: gonna put on a dinosaur <laughs> costume you're gonna put on a dinosaur costume and we're gonna have a shoot fight the The, the way it looks like it was presented
1: and we're gonna draw money is a lot it like a monster paper. truck thing you oh, know I what i mean just that big arena feel um we've seen medieval mma become a thing over the last few years where people wear like the knight costumes and and they battle and uh but as crazy as this sounds, you you do know, Brandon, that the, the first UFC event, there was an original proposed idea for there to be a moat with alligators around the octagon.
0: <laughs> so, I mean... I, I, I didn't know that, or maybe I've heard that, but I don't remember.
1: Yeah. <laughs> People don't remember. But um, combat sports is becoming more creative. I mean, you need to have a, a streaming outlet. But I was just, and with that, I was shocked that, that, that I was just, because... Of, Everywhere you go, this is on fight. This is on fight. It seems like a lot of companies are jumping to fight from IWTV and other streaming places. Yeah. Um, what is Triller? So Triller is a, was a pay-per-view streaming service and they got big. Triller. The- Triller is a, is a social media platform. Did you really? know that? Well, I, I know they put on the Mike Tyson, Roy
0: Jones pay-per-view. Yes. But and that's kind of what put them on a the map. Yeah. Yeah let's let's not try to go into some depth about this because I'm clearly like I don't know but they they fashion themselves as as a TikTok competitor. Anyway, they're losing money too. They're gonna they're gonna merge with this company <laughs> called SeaChange. Uh they, they they reported losses of eight hundred and ten million dollars as they've they've made a number of acquisitions uh including flight um yeah generating eighty one point eight million dollars in revenue in twenty twenty one sixty six point two million dollars in twenty twenty in twenty twenty pandemic year of 2020, uh, lo- lost only $75.4 million in that year. Again, $811 million in losses uh, in 2021. So the the I think the idea is, you know, we get all this time and attention and maybe we're a social media platform and Sea uh, change will help us. Sea change is, is not a, a old company or it's not a new company. It's uh, been around since 1996. Uh, okay, now what?
1: Well, we, we've hit the hour mark. I guess you could finally get your wish. We could play a little wrestling on Jeopardy.
0: So, are you ready to play wrestling am Jeopardy? Is, is there anything at stake here? What are the stakes? There's not enough stakes in wrestling. What are the stakes here? Is there anything that we are contesting, playing for?
1: Are there any winnings? A compensation to be named
0: later, like they do in baseball, a player to be named later that never happens. Okay. Clue number one the former personal attorney to Donald Trump is among the lawyers representing MLW in its current lawsuit against WWE. Oh, what? <laughs> I know this
1: something the tip of my tongue, but like, because uh, we just talked about this.
0: Oh, I want to say it's Lebowitz or something. I'm... That is incorrect. The, the correct response is Mark E. Kasowitz. Kasowitz. All right. I was close. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Clue number two. Paul Levesque's strategy, introduced at the WWE Business Partner Summit in 2018, which called for WWE to launch developmental training centers on different continents around the world, was named this NXT Global Initiative. That is incorrect. Global localization was the response we were looking for. This maybe this could be a bad performance for me. I can already tell. Oh, for two, she was WWE's chief financial officer until her dismissal this past November. Christina Salen. Christina Salen is the correct answer. Two for three. Two for three. He immediately took her place as WWE's new permanent CFO. Frank Riddick. Frank Riddick is the correct answer. Two for two. In January 2022, WWE announced, then rescinded, a press release revealing a partnership with this international streaming platform. Disney Plus Hotstar. That is correct. Now you're you're over 500 now. In December 2021, Tony Khan took to Twitter to fire back at this media organization after it published an article highlighting the firing of Urban Meyer from the Jaguars, as well as the cooling off of AEW. Oh. (sighs)
1: Man, uh, I can't remember this. I mean, I I
0: know this is wrong sports illustrated. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Fox News. Fox News. Fox News. Trying to, uh, this this really needs some music here. There we go. There we go. Now I've got dramatic music going here. Now it's appropriate. Clearly, the listeners want the answers in question form, so I will do that from now on. Yeah, I, I know. I was, I was. I was going to disqualify you completely for that. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, um, so in December 2021, Tony Khan took to Twitter to fire back at this former AEW's wrestlers criticism about racial diversity, noting that her contract wasn't renewed because, quote, her wrestling wasn't good enough, end quote. What is Big Swole? That is correct. This parent company of Japanese wrestling companies, DDT and NOAA, has a larger market capital than wwe and bushy road combined
1: man i wish i would be able to study for this i once again i i know this is a th- i i'm gonna pass you gotta try this what i i don't know uh russell universe
0: did you say quickbooks no Russell universe that is incorrect that is the name of their streaming platform the correct yes. response is cyber agent. cyber agent cyber agent that's what we were looking for uh, how are we doing so far we've got uh one two three in three four incorrect answers so far uh three correct I think one two three four correct so I think you're four and oh. four here okay we've got four more left next wwe's new talent recruitment program makes use of the college athletics name image and likeness policy but the wwe program initialism using the same letters stands for this next in line next in line is the correct response next She's not only the sister of WWE President Nick Khan, she's also the creator of the TV series based on the life of Dwayne Johnson, Young Rock.
1: Uh, Who is the Namshka Khan?
0: Say that again. Who is the Namshka Khan? uh, Well, close enough. Nanachka Khan is the correct (laughs) response. Two more left. With events just nine days apart, AEW outdrew WWE at this new venue on Long Island in late 2021. What is the UBS arena? That is correct. Uh, we got the final one here. How many? How many? How are we doing here? One. Yeah. How many? How many correct out of there's what? How many? I think six correct. There's 12. I got 12, 12 uh, clues for you. You've gotten how many correct? One, two, three, four five six seven so you already got half of them correct anyway final 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 jeopardy nbc universal and this soccer organization announced a new six-year tv deal that will multiply the average annual value of their partnership's current payments by 2.7 times what is the english premier league that is correct that's all you got most of the, the answers or right, the questions however you should phrase it in Jeopardy terms. You got most of them correct.
1: And I was trying to remember how they answer in
0: Jeopardy, so I should have said, who is Big Swole? Not who what is Big Swole? Swole? What yes. is the English Premier League? And so forth, and things of that nature. Um, I don't watch a lot of Jeopardy. <laughs> haven't in a while. Je- Jeopardy's on on primetime broadcast TV. There's the college edition. I haven't watched it, but I'm seeing it in, in the ratings reports all the time. Um Only an hour six. We've made it under under the deadline here. Um, I think that's all I've got here. Um, Please hit the thumbs up. That really helps us. Share this video. Share the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast app. We thank, as always, uh, Post Wrestling for being our fantastic media distribution partner. You can subscribe to WrestleNomics on Patreon and get the TV ratings reports nearly every day. Basically the only place to get the New Japan reports. Uh, New Japan going to first run this coming week. The classic episodes are over with. The reruns are done with. New Japan's going to first run. Um, TV ratings reports every day. Every weekday at least. Dynamite and Rampage Quarters. Last couple weeks I've been getting Raw Quarters. I got a SmackDown quarter hour this past week too. We'll see. I don't know if that'll continue, but we'll see. You get access to the giant viewership spreadsheet, the audio version of Live TV Ratings Talk. Occasionally I throw other stuff on there. Live TV Ratings Talk is every Thursday, 5 30 PM on the WrestleNomics YouTube channel, just after the Dynamite rating comes out. There's merch at store.postwrestling.com. There's the WrestleNomics ratings game. Predict the Dynamite 1849 demo rating. In the post wrestling discord in the Knox channel, and you have a new graphic, Chris Cole.
1: Look at this! I saw that it's one of my favorite pictures. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll start off with rediscovering the indies. Uh, we just released a new episode this past week, part one of our Birch Prentice big, uh, deep dive. This is gonna be a big multi part episode, it's a deep dive. Um, this we cover from 1991 to 1994. Uh, in that time period, he ran six promotions. And was also a booker for two and then was managing in the USWA. So lots of great stories, lots of great uh, facts that we learn. A lot of Dallas drama. Mm. Uh, you know, everyone competing over that Dallas market uh, years later after it was probably profitable. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so it's a very fun, uh, very fun episode. We're going to do two and three in the next coming months. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you can catch me ring announcing this Saturday night. Uh, in the Buffalo area, I will be in uh, Niagara Falls at the Frontier Fire Hall for ESW Spring Breakdown.
0: probably um, agenting that again, aren't I?
1: Probably, yeah. Uh, so uh, That should be a big show, uh, headlined by uh, Kevin Bennett challenging uh, Kevin Blackwood for the ESW Heavyweight title. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the independent wrestling scene, Kevin Blackwood, somebody who's been really blowing up over the last few Just months. Just Japan strong, uh, right? Uh yeah, yeah, New Japan Strong, Game Changer Wrestling had been a regular there and uh Prestige def- definitely uh, working for some pretty big promotions. I will uh what else is I I mean that show is stacked, you can go to ESW dot com and all the social media for that. Um yeah, and then th- that's for me this week. Uh as far as that and then if you're looking for a ring announcer, interviewer, commentator. Or any of the likes. Uh I am pro wrestling's utility man, I like to say. Uh I will be available. I will be in Dallas from March thirty first to April
0: third. Do do, I do have two. you referee? Do you you take referee? I against? do referee as
1: well, yes, yeah. Haven't
0: put on the stripes in a while, but yes. <laughs> I have I have ref before. You are you are experienced in in the rules of professional wrestling? <laughs> yes. Are you uh, so are you licensed by any athletic commissions to referee? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, the, the athletic uh, commissions require referees to have licenses?
1: They do not. Not, not the ones that I've worked in. Um, but yeah. So uh, if, if you're looking at, uh, I already have two shows, uh, one in Friday night in Arlington, one Saturday night in Fort Worth. But uh, plenty of uh, spots available. Just hit me up and uh, let's do business together.
0: Okay. That's it. We will be back. Uh, I think I'm going to be back later this week with a special guest. Uh, more on that on my social media.